Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Tonight's episode was called... Whatever Happened, Happened. Or Happens, Happens? What was it? It's Happened, Happened. Happened, Happened. <laughs> Whatever Happened, Happened. Which is the... Unofficial theme of season five, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so they keep, a, or at least a, a hypothesis or a theory or a law, whatever you want to call it, put forth by Daniel Faraday that they've been testing throughout the season. Uh, whatever Happened, Happened. And in this case, it's like, well, did Ben die or didn't he die? It's looking like he didn't. So, Correct. So that's so yes. Whatever happened, happened. Anyway, hi Janelle. Janelle, <laughs> how are you? Um, my brain doesn't hurt too much yet. That's good. That's a, that's a good sign. What, what, how did you feel about this episode? Oh, curious and nervous to see what it is that Richard does with Ben that um, turns him into whatever it is that Ben becomes. That's what it's sounding like to me. Is Important to Ben as a character, I guess, mm-hmm. that that whatever Richard's about to do is one of the turning points. Of who he is. Of and, who he is. And yeah. interesting playing with fatalism here, how the kindness that Juliet and Sawyer and Kate are trying to show to 12-year-old Ben, we're asking as an audience this whole time, uh, but Ben's going to grow up to be Ben. <laughs> and is being kind to him really going to help him... Like, why do you want to aid that process? But no, they're not really aiding Ben becoming Ben. Uh, They just want to save a kid. They just want to save a kid, which is actually kind of a relief in one sense. I absolutely loved the dialogue between Hurley and Miles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, an episode highlight, I think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was just so wonderfully funny and confusing. (laughs) Yeah. And fitting in some ways for the time period, like this was, I feel like this was just before on the cusp. I mean, Doctor Who, the resurgence was ongoing, but I feel like this was just on the cusp before it became big in America. I feel Mm -hmm. like it became really big around time Matt Smith was the Doctor. Yeah. So there was a lot of time travel plotline that we were still like in pop culture. We were still referring a lot to Back to the Future. And that's, I mean, even now, that's still what most people. I mean, Doctor Who doesn't really do time travel any real uh, consistent way. Yeah, true. Yeah, it makes rules up. But we there's been a lot more time. I think because of Doctor Who, but maybe other things. A lot more um, playing around about it. Yeah, yeah, about time travel. But it was it's a fun conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And Hurley's just like, wait a second. Well, why <laughs> don't I remember no it? But this is, if this is the past, how come, what am I going to say next? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no, no. Our future is the other's is past. <laughs> yeah. This this is his past, except it's happening now. <laughs> I, they, what Miles needed to do was make a graph or a chart. <laughs> Probably. No, no, no. Here's where our timeline. It's going in this continual horizontal motion line, and then it jumps to <laughs> yep. 1970, whatever it is. Yep, yep. And our timeline continues linearly like this. But we experience the jump <laughs> in yeah. just this one straight line. <laughs> yes. Put it that way, it's quite simple, but it's easy to like get confused when you're just well, talking. And, I, and yeah. I have a feeling there's a lot of audience, even now, that they just don't follow it. You know, if you watch a lot of this stuff, you get used to it, but I think... That's possible. Part of the audience watching Lost was not used to that sort of stuff, probably. You know, yeah. it, it is a little ironic. Maybe it just depends on what your tastes are. But, like, I find the time travel stuff requires less suspension of disbelief than some of the soap opera theatrics <laughs> in this particular episode. But that just be, that may just be me. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you think of the whole stuff with uh, Clementine showing up? 
Or not uh, Clementine. What's it? Cassidy. 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 It was interesting that Kate and Cassidy become friends and have this friendship off island. I think it makes sense that Cassidy had the thoughts and ideas she had because her entire experience of Sawyer is just to be mad at him because of <laughs> yeah what yeah. he did to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you talking about Kate giving Aaron up? And that well, well, all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I think Cassidy's perspective is a bit warped, like you said, because of her experience with Sawyer. I feel it's a bit of a stretch to say, no, Sawyer was just leaving you. And it's like, there was, uh, there was a lot going on in that moment. I feel like the guy's perspective in that moment was not, oh, this relationship isn't going to work out off island. I'm just going to run away. No. Like, no, seriously, the helicopter was short on fuel. Someone had to go, and it was him. Cassie's particularly bitter. Yeah. Now, I don't know if... I think probably some of her reading of Kate is at least partially right. Yeah, that's... And, uh, Kate's complicated. I mean, as much as people like harass Kate episodes, Kate's a very complicated... She makes decisions for lots of different reasons. True. Not all of them, like, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> I mean... I guess I can see her being, I mean, the way Cassie says, because Sawyer broke your heart. Yeah, I and, don't think it's that. I mean, that's, mm, Kate's complicated and her feelings about Sawyer are probably complicated too. But I don't know if she was ever pining after Sawyer off island. I do think there's probably a sense of guilt or loss that she feels with Aaron. Yeah. I think I can buy that. And in some ways, I was wondering at the end of this did it really make sense? I mean, I guess you don't want to burden Cassidy with <laughs> having to take care of another kid. But some ways it would make more sense to leave Aaron with Cassidy than it would with his mm-hmm. grandmother, who's never met the kid. That seemed a bit a bit of a stretch to me. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, if you want to read, I mean, I agree to a certain extent. I think probably the thing with Kate, though, is Kate's constantly trying to work out her guilt. Yeah. You know, she feels super guilty about Claire, super guilty about this lie. And I think probably for her, it's just, I just want to wash my hands clean of it, confession, even though it's maybe not wise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I feel like it kind of makes sense to leave the child with his next of kin. Well, yeah. I mean, like, in a legal sense, that's what you would do. I mean, I understand why it doesn't make sense as far as who do I trust the child with. Yeah. But... I mean, she doesn't know this person at all. I mean, Claire's mother and Aaron's grandmother could be just a horrible person for her. I mean, probably not. I mean, she did see see her talk to Jack at the funeral, but that's a very brief interaction. I wonder also with, you know, technically right in that part of time, Kate has just dealt with all the lawyers and everything. Maybe Mm. she thinks it's the safest place with the different forces going on for Aaron to be. I, I'm, I'm just extrapolating. I think I think more than anything, I mean, there's enough reasons that you can make it fly, but I think yeah. more than anything, it's it needs to happen, yeah. plot-wise. Yeah, plot-wise, I understand. It, that's why I say it's like, it, it, it requires a fair bit of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that has to go on with Lost anyway because of all the things that, coincidences that yeah. happen at the same time and things like that. It was just like one of those, those questioning like, uh... Clementine yeah, would make more yeah. sense. She can lie her way through stuff. She could afford to whatever she needs. I mean... <laughs> I mean, Cl- or you Cass- mean Cassidy. Cassidy, yeah, would make a more just realistic sense, but I think for the sake of what the writers wanted to try to accomplish with Kate clearing her it makes some, conscious. Yeah, it makes, it makes some poetic sense mm-hmm. that Kate is basically haunted by visions of Claire. Yeah. The fact that there was a, a blonde woman at the grocery store that had found Aaron. Oh. 
Plus, we had the phone thing about don't let someone else. No, no, it was don't take her. Well, what was the phone call she got in her dream? Don't uh, take her back. I think don't take Aaron back to the island. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense why she wouldn't bring him. To yeah. The no, I, I was trying to remember. It said don't let someone else raise him. Well, I feel like that was something that the fortune teller guy said. Okay, I thought maybe there was something lighter than that, but no, I don't think so. No, no, I think the dream says don't bring him back to the island. Okay. I feel like if Claire's mother had any way of finding out that Aaron was her grandson, then she would have legal power or rights Mm -hmm. to claim him from wherever else Kate might put him. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess it's probably the best way. I mean, it's probably for the best that in case Kate didn't come back that that Aaron knew about that and it was good to confess it. I, yeah, that makes some sense. And that Aaron was with family. Yeah. The timing is very unfortunate and especially since you didn't get a chance to vet the lady. Really. Yeah. But anyway, it's a TV show. I should really just relax. <laughs> and then right after this, then Kate shows up with Jack and is like, don't ever ask me about Aaron again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I mean, I can, at least emotionally, whether that line makes any sense. Emotionally, I can see her being like that. It's just, that was just stupid. <laughs> she probably needs someone to talk to, but she and Jack are very complicated too. That conversation between her and Jack was like, I don't think I like this new you. And he's like, you didn't like the old me. Right on the money. <laughs> so how do you like new Jack, Janelle? I like him quite a lot, actually. I suppose I shouldn't say quite a lot because I haven't seen as much of him. But I appreciate that he seems to be learning to not fix everything in sight reactively mm-hmm. it seems to at least in a cursory sense have took sawyer's word seriously mm-hmm. and let go of results a bit and i know this is kind of mean but part of me appreciates him sticking to his guns and saying no i'm not gonna help 12 year old ben live and grow up to become Ben. <laughs> uh, no i'm i'm not this isn't my problem i'm not gonna fix it <laughs> thought i had so if jack had operated they would have taken him to the others. So by Jack not operating, is he making Ben Ben? Probably. But he didn't know that. <laughs> no, he didn't know that. He said whatever happened, happened. Yeah. Which he says, like, well, then it's not my, my issue because it's going to fix itself somehow. Yeah. But it's interesting. That's talking about the new Jack. I'm also realizing Julia, when she first encounters or confronts Jack, she's basically under operating under the assumption that he is working the same way as old Jack would work. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you hear? What did you come here to fix? Yeah. Which is also kind of the way Cassidy was talking about Sawyer. She was talking about old Sawyer, yep. not who Sawyer has become. Like Sawyer said, so. I grew up a lot the last three years. I yeah. love that scene so much. <laughs> what Sawyer says to Kate and that I grew up perfect. Yeah. And he's like, and I, you know, you, we weren't meant for each other, Kate. Like That it, was good, too. It's interesting. And, and another thing I appreciate, it was interesting. Kate was also wanting to protect Sawyer and Juliet's thing. She's like, she told Juliet, no, I, d- I don't want to come in between you. You've done the whole thing. Um, I'm going to take this on myself. Mm-hmm. When Sawyer comes, Kate's like, what are you doing here? And and Sawyer's like, I came here for her. Yep. Is, I didn't come here for you. I came here for Juliet. They're sticking by yeah. each other. even Which with- is... So, Yay! <laughs> which is so nice because other TV shows would drag it, and Lost has before, mm-hmm. would just drag it. No, let, let's keep us in this nice, nice pattern we have here. Uh-huh. Go back to Jack real quick. I do. I he feels very locked when he's like, "Well, what what are you here for?" I'm like, I don't know. I'll find it out. It's like <laughs> that's all. That's all a season. That's the first half of season five for Locke. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's he's picked up on some of the good side of Locke. Mm-hmm. As far as we can tell, he's not become crazy like not, Locke. Not yet. We'll see. We'll see. No, oh dear. No, uh, we, we not don't, we're, not, we're not saying one way or another, actually. Not really. This conversation about this episode actually kind of improves it, this episode, in, in my opinion. Like, there are things I liked about it. There are also things I was like, I don't know if I buy this or, like, yeah. It, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And, and in Lost Tradition, well, not Lost Tradition, but in this... In this format, they're talking about it more openly than maybe people would in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not sure Sawyer would have immediately picked up on what Kate was insinuating about the, like, why did you leave me? I think a, a normal guy would have just said, well, because a helicopter was, was low on fuel, I had yeah. to. <laughs> but no, he, he made a jump to what the woman was thinking, which makes sense for the writing. Just, I'm just saying, men and women think differently. Yes. <laughs> This episode actually has a lot of lot, just a lot of good character stuff in general. But like, even um, Ben's dad is an interesting character. This episode, uh, yeah, the first time we ever see him feeling guilty about like being he, a lousy dad. I mean, I think he knows he's a horrible person. He just can't stop it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is like all our survivors until they got to island. <laughs> Yeah. I still don't like Ben's dad. No. I have I, no respect for him whatsoever, even if he does feel sorry for himself. When a lot of people feel sorry. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he just feels bad because his son's hurt, but it doesn't, I think if sending him back, it's not going to be any better, obviously. I mean, no, we saw him when he later, was later yeah. on with growing up Ben, and he, they still had a very bad relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, so you beat your son and... Get upset at him for not making you a sandwich when you've been mean to him his whole life and you resent him and you don't celebrate his birthday. You tell him his birthday is the worst day of your life and all that. And now that he's been shot in the stomach, you care? Don't tell me you didn't say you'd like him to get shot in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Lots of things made Ben, and that's one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I could see some people getting upset that, in some ways, this is sort of a retcon for Ben's uh, history. Like, it's not just the fact that he had these certain circumstances. He also had, like, magic, dark island healing. I mean, so I, I can see someone making a good plan about it. But, I'm not but, saying that yeah, I'm I, not bothered by it, but... Yeah, we'll see how that all passes out, or goes on, too. But also, I mean, Ben's still responsible for his choices one way or another. True, that's very true. I mean, it's like saying any of our characters have gone through some horrible things. I mean, we... This is slight spoiler, but I'm not going to give any details. But we know a little bit about how Ben got healed yeah. here based on a future event. And I would say that even though that method does add some like darkness to a person, they do have some free agency. Yeah. So anyway, well, we can talk about that some more down the road. Anything else before we close this one out? No, that was more talk than I thought we'd get from my memory of this episode. Same here. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the weekly hijack. This has been Tim. This has been Nick. And Janelle, Timothy's wife. You talked a lot in this one, so I got to give you credit. (laughs) Bye-bye, folks.